Evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast. Hope you've had a smashing weekend so far. Looking forward to this one. It is Colin's favourite. It's a three-point podcast, obviously. Away on the road, Bolton were able to secure uh, all three points in their game against Oxford. In quite a familiar story, really, in which was not the best performance we've ever seen, but but one all the same, where we've managed to come away with three points, and, and you know get points on the board and, and cement our place in that in the playoffs that little bit more, which is always reassuring. But pleasure to have you all with us. Uh, if you are joining us at home. Make sure you pop your comments in as we go along. You can, of course, join in on the live chat no matter where you're watching and we'll see your comments. We'll pick some out and uh, and address them as we go through the episode. It's, chat uh, away. Chat exactly. away. Get your comments in. It's great to have you with us. Uh, we love all your contributions. Uh, so good evening to you all. Hello, Chris. Hello, Brandon. Pleasure to have you with us. Uh, of course, we're joined by Colin and Ange and myself, as always. So, Oxford, a... Uh, a good day, all in all, I think. Um, only right to start, I think, with post-match reactions again. Um, evening, Dan, Finley, Chris, David, Liam, all of you coming in. Pleasure to have you with us. But, Ange, we'll go to you first. What were your thoughts against Oxford? How did you think the game went? This this is, this is going to be us next <laughs> till the end of the season. It's going to be tough to watch, but I don't care. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I don't care if we don't play beautifully fluid football. It's no. the business end of the season. And for me, the points are far more important than than the performance. And the fact that we we had MJ playing in the centre of a back three, like, I, I mean, at times I'd, my heart was like in my mouth. But he did, he, do you know what? You can't knock him for going and giving it a go. It was it something like two and a half years since he last played there against us. Um, ironic, isn't it? Ironic. <laughs> it's ironic. But bless him for giving it a go. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a tough watch, but we'd have we'd have previously crumbled, I think. Knowing knowing that back line has has been our strongest point for most of the season and it's practically tumbled like a deck of cards they've got some grit they've got some determination they've got some fight and some spirit and do you know what i can't ask for anything more decimated yeah. decimated, <laughs> decimated back line isn't it yeah absolutely um we're at will will p leap will prince or something like that on twitter something like that um stole my thunder um earlier on today he didn't know it because i i, I kind of like thought how can i how can i um how can i present yesterday's result in terms of what it means to us and the 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 thing that came to me straight away was it's the arguably the biggest three points of the season like yesterday and i'm still going to say it as i have to have done because i think it's absolutely spot on um it was um a, a dogged result performance however you want to say it i think it was a lucky three points i think we were probably you know as as, as, as ever said and 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 whatnot and reaction after the game we're quite fortunate to come away with, with with three points but sign of a good side and all that type of stuff because obviously that back that back five that back three has has, has been decimated on it in the last few weeks and 
Um, I mean, obviously, I know what kind of what we're going to be speaking about over the course of the next hour, so I'm not going to say too much about kind of individuals. But um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shocker, really, and we just need to keep grinding out results. Um, but yeah, so as, as far as the result goes, I think it were a, a cracker to be honest, because um, the performance certainly didn't warrant it. It was indeed, uh, and I think that's that's all the more important come the business end of the season. Uh, something that we'll touch on a little bit later as well, but you know, it's not really at this stage about how you win. It's just the fact that you do win and, and bringing home points on a consistent basis is absolutely crucial. Well, I think I think that's that's proven in it because, like, look at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you know that the 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 way they fell to pieces is just evident of that and evidence of that really, and it's all about getting the results in it. Um, anywhere, anywhere um, you can. Anywhere. And I listened to Paul. Was it Paul Warren, Darby's manager, after their game yesterday against Bristol, Bristol Rovers? Um, sorry, Bristol. Yeah, Bristol Rovers, weren't it? Um, he was absolutely devastated because they didn't manage to grind that 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 three points out because I think they went there yesterday and put in a similar type of performance than we did, from what I gathered. And um, he turned around and said, "Listen, I'm not, we're not here to entertain." The home fans, and, and that's exactly the same with us, isn't it? You know, you're there to, to go get result and, and, and bugger off home, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, that's all the more apparent at this stage of the season when legs are very, very tired and bodies are going missing. I mean, I think we've been made well aware of, of just what a few injuries can do to a, to a strong side or a seemingly strong side. It can rip them apart. Um, but thankfully, we are still holding on. Um, and, and you know, performances might not be pretty, but the points on the board come the end of the season will make for a, a pretty sight for the eyes, uh, and that's all that matters. Just speaking on that, in terms of um, tired legs coming into this stage of the season, looking at the squad rotation and, and who came in, obviously, some force or injuries with Mbete being sidelined, which looks like will be um, curtail his wondrous season uh, a little earlier than expected. But it's, uh, as Colin has just said, it's a nightmare and it's uh, becoming very apparent. I think there are a number of players that come 60 minutes were looking very leggy and looked like they'd been through a, a, a tough season of football, which they have in all fairness, you know, a cup run that went right to the very end and, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we can blame that though. Really, I think it's just we've been unlucky, haven't we? Really, again with injuries, like the cups are cups, aren't they? We've got a big enough squad to to to, com to compete in that particular trophy that we won. I think we've just Can't obviously they're all cup tied. Well, they've not all been cup tied. Have this? They, they they had the last couple of games against um, Accrington in the final, but. Prior to that, we had we had a pretty much full strength squad to choose from throughout the whole of the tournament, and we use that squad well. I'm not, I mean, I'm not using that as an excuse, to be honest. I'm not either, just because of how early we exited the other two. If we'd have had any sort, yeah, exactly. yeah, if we'd have exactly. had any sort of run in the other two, then right. I might have gone with that one with you, Ben. But I think, yeah, I think, I think it's just it's just at the end of the season, and people are just they're just tired, aren't they? Heavy pitches. There's been some like rain sodden heavy pitches our pitch was not great for a while um yeah but i'm not i don't think i don't think we can get away with that cup run excuse <laughs> i think the no. injuries we're gonna we're gonna have out, we're gonna have to be calling upon all sorts of people we're gonna have to be playing bloody thogden at center half if we're not careful aren't we? Me? You know I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. <coughs> you know, i've seen like 
possibility of calling um, the young, young lad back. Um, I'm forgetting his bloody name now. Centre half, he's been on loan either and everywhere. Plays right sided centre half slash right back. Come through our academy. Come on, help me out here. I should know I'm this. Senior. senior, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 I can see the logic behind that, although I don't think he's, from what I've seen, I don't think he's quite good enough. But we're going to need the cover, aren't we? We are indeed. Uh, it'll be a, an interesting one to, to see, you know, what bodies come back and whether, you know, the likes of Santos are brought back a little earlier uh, ahead of schedule as, as ever, I think, has alluded to throughout the week, which may well be necessary. But we will touch on individuals um, in a minute. Well, well, we'll move on to it now, actually. We've had quite a few comments that have come through just touching on um, the first one I wanted to start with was MJ, who obviously, as Anne's mentioned, came in at, at centre-back, who, who hadn't played there for two years. Ironically, the last game he played was against us. Uh, it was for Rochdale, uh, and it was in a, a 2-0 win for them, I think. Uh, and it was uh, the game where Keith Hill's famous onions quote Onions! <laughs> um, uh, a little bit of trivia for you there, if you're into that. But he came oh, in, and I thought he did a good job. Else, I did indeed. I did. <laughs> um, it was. I, I thought he did a good enough job. I, I don't think he was, you know, excellent. But I don't think he was poor. You know, I, if he had said to me that that's his natural position, I would have believed you. I don't think he was out of his depth at all. He looked okay. Um, and to come back from injury not too long ago and and you know be chucked in at the deep end, really playing in that back three role, we've seen Santos. You know struggle there at times and, and make really worrying errors at times and I think MJ looked quite assured and that was uh you know good to see so Ben can I just ask a question to the chat I mean and I'm sure you two will probably agree with this and anybody else who didn't didn't go yesterday it's very difficult to see how a game is being played out and how individuals are playing within within a 90 minute period when you're watching an eye follow is anybody who went to the game yesterday in terms of individuals such as MJ, have you got any indications to how they played? Because it's very difficult, I think. To I mean, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I struggle a little bit to kind of watch when you're just focusing on the ball play. Yeah, the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. The, you, you know, you can't you can't figure like, for example, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into it. But that red card yesterday, I come. You can't tell like whether it's you know what I mean. The decisions and how people are playing, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, Liam BWFC has put a comment on and he said that MJ just getting on with things to me deserves a contract, uh, which is something we'll touch on at the end. But uh, Dan Sumner has said credit to MJ yesterday. He will continue to serve us well until he leaves at the end of the season. An absolute giant of a man and a player for us and one hell of a servant. Um, contrasting views there, and I'd be interested to see what, what everybody else thinks, whether... We'll we'll push it to the chat first and we'll, we'll say, what do you think MJ will deserve uh, a, a new contract or should he be parting ways at the end of the season? Will that depend on where we're playing next season? Um, yes. Let us know your thoughts uh, and we'll go through that. Um, Chris Dawson has said um, about Shortire, I think he said he did a great job. Um, and there were a number of people saying that, you know, that was a, a good game for him. Uh, Chris said it was a great decision by Everett to bring him on and a brave decision at that. And I think whilst we, we wait for the comments to come in about MJ's contract, um, 
What did you think of Shortay when he came on? I thought he looked okay. I thought he did, again, I think the step up for him to come back from a dip in form, some might say, and, and, and you know, in a tough Oxford game, stood out, I think, as one of the important substitutes. But what did you think, Ange? Yeah, no, I think he, he can struggle with the more physical games. And um, I think he showed a little bit of growth when he came on yesterday, that he wasn't quite so so lightweight in that midfield because they were a, they were a, a challenging side they were quite a from the outset quite aggressive <laughs> like this one of them like launched picked Josh Sheehan up and threw him I think in the first five minutes um yeah no complaints for me I think I think like you say it's a he struggled a little bit with that transition into men's football um and it's such a physical league um but yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good yesterday. No, no complaints. Absolutely, Liam has said that he was surprised when he came on, but when he did, he did well. And Louise had said Shola was good when he came on, uh, and he agrees with Chris. He looked a bit more mature and able to handle that kind of game. Colin, what did you make of his his cameo? I, well, I mean, you, you mentioned form, dipping form in relation to him. I can't. I don't think he's had any form to dip. To be honest, I don't think he's either really a, had a good enough run in the team to warrant being able to form an opinion on his form, if that makes sense. And obviously had a couple of decent performances against Charlton and, and Peterborough from memory. Um, but I think that with, with Shola Shortire and same with Mbete as well, that, you know, we've mentioned it previously, that they're coming to us to grow as individuals. So you will see an increase in the performance levels as time progresses. Uh, because they're going to get better and they're going to be more familiar with with, with the men's game and, and obviously um, it'll be more easy for them to kind of adapt as, as the fixtures progress. I'd like to see Shaw's hire um, again next season personally with us because I think we can, similar to with Trafford obviously, because he's obviously got a lot of talent um help bring his game on and I think obviously he'll be more accustomed to the to the to the to the league um again in terms of performance yesterday i'd seen him come out i saw obviously some nice little touches and you know um trying to link up play and stuff which is all the good stuff that you want to see from him and, and, and that but it, it's difficult with i follow I, re I really struggle i don't as i don't know it's because i'm watching it on my ipad or whatever i'm not sure but i proper struggle with kind of being able to form a proper opinion on, on performances in, in, in all fairness not really answered your question though about yesterday <laughs> You skirt it all around the edge. Like yeah, I give like a, an overarching view. <laughs> it's finally worked, Ange. We finally managed to be able to shut Ben up. I know, yeah, okay. Well, we've done it. <laughs> but we've managed it between us. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're back again. Um, some comments have come in on MJ's contract about whether we should uh, extend his stay here at Bolton. Uh, Liam has said MJ would make a good captain behind Santos, Gethley and George Johnston. There's so many leaders uh, that we have in the squad now. Cameron Jerome could be added to that list as well. Uh, and I think that was in reference to offering him a new deal. Uh, Malk has said MJ will hack it in the championship, give him another deal. Uh, Damon Jordan has said there won't be a new contract for MJ, but has followed that up and he said he's an underrated player for us, but we've shown <laughs> how ruthless we are when it comes to improving the squad year on year. I'm, I'm he's not had enough to prove he should be here, be here next season. Who said that? Um, 
that was from Damon Jordan, someone we've not had in the chat before, I don't think. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not just saying that, Damon, because you just rocked up probably for the first time, but I'm definitely on, on Damon's side with that. And I'm a massive fan of MJ as well. I, I really like him. Um, I like what he offers. I like his performance level. Certainly last season, he was great. I know he's had sort of rough, rough few months, but I can't see him being kept on. I, I do think there's a the thought process towards what division will we be in. And obviously, certainly, I don't think Championship, he, he'll be able to cut it at that level. Um, despite what my dad's just said, <laughs> I'm going to disagree with him. Um, but yeah, I can't see him being kept on personally. Yeah, there has uh, been a few calls, some for uh, 12 months, uh, some saying 100% give him a new deal, and some on the other side of that coin um, saying that we'll replace him with a younger, fitter, uh, and more able bodied uh, CDM. Uh, to I think there's. As well, Ben. Sorry, I think it'd be better for his own career. I think if he if he was to move on as well, I think that you can say the same thing about for a few of our lads. You know, like he needs to be playing regular football, doesn't he? And I think he's he's had that for a long time with us, but that's just going to diminish and diminish and diminish as long as as time goes on with us. So I think it'd be best for his own career if he moved on and, and found a new club. Ange, do you agree with that? I'm just laughing at how brutal my child is on this chat. <laughs> he's literally, he's literally got him in the bin. Um, I actually agree, Finn, that what you just said, mate. That he's he's kind of mid-table League One for me. Um, I, I'm not knocking his what he's contributed in his service and the fact he stepped up on Saturday, but I personally don't think if we get promoted you'd get a new contract and I'm not I don't I don't think he'd I just I just don't think he's I don't think he'll be with us next season. If we didn't go up would you keep him with us? No <laughs> because we'd absolutely be challenging for automatics. So I I just don't I just don't think so think from a first from a I'm I'm looking at it from promotion part of view. If we were staying League One, possibly yeah, because I think he'd be a good squad player, but certainly not. Yeah, not not if we get promoted, it's not a kind of hell's chance of cutting at that level. Fair enough, fair enough indeed. Uh, one that's actually split opinion in the live chat. Proper, proper split the chat, hasn't it? I know. Yeah, there are lots of you in the chat this evening, which is fantastic to see. You can see why though, Ben, can't you, Ange? Because yeah. he's contributed massively yeah. only over the last few years, and. And there's obviously people have got an affiliation, not affiliation. People have got a, a, a loyalty to him, and I think he's, you know, he's proven he's good enough, isn't he? Really, so you can see why. He's kind of yeah, and he's one of those players for me that he can have a, he can. So much is he's like absolutely superb. He's just a bit too inconsistent. I don't. I bless him. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I couldn't be a football manager. I'm too sentimental. I would. Everyone that's would. Been a, that's been a problem for, for years. That the one. We've we've all been too sentimental with a lot of our yeah. players. And uh, they're certainly not that. They're not. There's no. There's there's no room for sentiment with this with this current regime. I don't think. And no. it's the way it should be, isn't it? Correct. Indeed, uh, another individual that has had plenty of mentions in the chat uh, is George Johnston, uh, obviously a player that we have known to, to love on the podcast and yeah, seemingly before his injury mentioned every week uh, about how good his performances have been and obviously we missed him through injury. Um, we missed him on the podcast, but boy, do we miss him in the games. Um, I think well, we'll pull up a comment here from Liam uh, and he said... 
George Johnston is an absolute beast, and at his age, being that good, we might struggle to keep hold of him long term, uh, which is a, a very valid point. I think you know. Hopefully we do. Be, Hopefully we do struggle. It'd be nice to have that for for one. Seemingly, the first time in a long time, you know, clubs actually wanting the players that we have. Um, and yeah, quite a few comments. I, I'd love to scroll through and find the rest. But I'll be entirely honest, there's that many of you in there tonight. I cannot find what everyone's been saying about him. So if you <laughs> want to put your comments in about George Johnston, just pop them in again and we'll go through them. Uh, but Ange, what did you make of his performance against Oxford? Love George, yeah. I think he's... I think he's Certainly, I mean, I, my my heart was in my mouth again when he was rubbing his ankle at one point. I was like, "Oh my, oh my God, just stop wrapping him in bubble wrap." Um, yeah, like back to where he was before his injury. Literally threw himself at everything, like a salmon in that box. He was. Um, I love him. I just think he's brilliant, and I think whether we keep him or we make money off him. He was a fantastic signing. Mm. The end. Yeah. Cole, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think he's 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 moulding himself into into captain material long term. If we are lucky enough to be able to keep keep all definitely, definitely. He, leads, he leads by example. He's obviously liked within the group, and um, he's. He, you know, he plays his heart in his sleeve, doesn't he, as well, which is obviously always nice to see. Um, I, I don't, I disagree when, when, when you say that he's, he's back, he's back to what he was before he went off against Charlton injured. Nearly. Because, Almost. I, I, I don't, because I think before he went off injured against Charlton, he was probably our best player. Um, and I think he's, he'll be a bit away towards reaching them heights, but there's certainly no reason why he can't, end the season our best player and, and end up winning the player of the year award because I think he's got all the attributes to um get us promoted essentially providing that we can manage to get Rico back. Absolutely. Um David Green is uh, sorry, uh, sorry Ben, I say get promoted and I, I don't mean that flippantly. I meant I mean what we've done again yesterday and what we continue to do is keep clean sheets. And he's an absolutely integral part of the fact that we keep clean sheets, George Johnson, and has kept oh, we've kept so many clean sheets this season. Um, so yeah, that, that's why I said get us promoted because I think you know we're going to have to go to <clears throat> Peterborough away or Hillsborough, whatever it is in the playoffs, and we're going to need to do our utmost to keep clean sheets, and he'll be a big part of that. Absolutely, David Green has mentioned the saying that he's uh, very well liked by Ian Everett, and you can tell that I think on some way. Inside match days, you can see he's a, a big, you know, focal part of the group. He, he's a, a character, to say the least. Um, I think was Marcus said he's the joker, isn't he? He's the prankster of the group. Yeah, and, I think he said uh, he's the most annoying to work with. The most with, annoying, yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Um, but yeah, you can just tell he's, he's got that little bit about him. He's got that personality that, that, that goes uh, an absolutely massive way in, in dressing rooms in football. Um, Liam has said that George Johnston is a future captain. If not at Bolton, then elsewhere, which yeah. is absolutely right. Uh, old is he? Is he 23, 24 or something? 24. 24 Seems so much. He plays like he's so, got so many more years than that, doesn't he? I always forget he's so young. He yeah. does indeed. Um, and Dan Sumner has said if he walked in on George with his missus, he took him in and because he, he absolutely loves him. Five-year deal needed. 
which would be very nice indeed. Uh, Chris Burton said, uh, which I actually wanted to touch on, was that Wigan fans were spewing when they lost him. Um, really? Uh, yes. Uh, Twitter was uh, a very touchy place uh, when he signed for us. Uh, there were a lot of people, you know, asking how we'd managed to, to bring in a player of, of that quality because I believe he impressed when he was at Wigan. Um, so, you know, some, some real savvy business in, in the transfer window. Um, and a really important player, as you said, Colin, you know, heading into the playoffs. Uh, and if we don't, you know, get through the playoffs next season, it'll be absolutely pivotal into, you know, our hopes of going up either by the playoffs next season or automatically, I think he'll be a, a huge, huge I think, player for us. Yeah, I think there'll be, similar to last summer, I think when Rico got, he was the only one who got a new contract, I think there'll be one or two players this summer will get a... Oh, I hope to God. I hope to God there is. I'd be very, I'd be very surprised if, if he isn't one of them. Because <clears throat> he's an asset, isn't he? Do you get what I mean? Oh, we need, massive. Obviously, they need to protect their assets, don't they? And there's, we've probably only got a couple really I want with it that we consider as assets moving forward another asset that that many people will fly under the radar that Dan Sumner has actually just picked up on just saw that yeah 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 Chris Markham uh hands off Markham I know there are apparently teams (laughs) in the mix I think Huddersfield uh, are looking to bring him back once their takeover has been completed um so you know competition not just on the pitch but off it as well Obviously, we've yes. heard Evans' name yes. spewed around with job rumours, uh, and it just shows, I think, really, that we're, we're making progress on and off the pitch, and the people that are you know, behind the club and, and at the helm, so to speak, are possibly, arguably, more important than the players that are actually on the pitch. Um, equally. Equally, I think, yes. And fingers yeah. crossed that's a never-go-back situation. Always carry up me forwards. Yeah, I think, you know, it'd be it's one of them, if we don't get promoted and Huddersfield stay up, which looks like they probably will do, would he turn down opportunity to go and play his train in the championship? Markham, probably not. So, does it? I don't know if that sort of thing matters. It when you depends do on, that. The, when it depends on the money, doesn't it? It's all yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. what the owners are promising him and stuff. Yeah, another uh, individual, perhaps not a uh, player that I wanted to touch on, but incident, I think we should call it. Uh, of course, being Trafford's, um, I don't know how to phrase it, uh, attempted challenge or attempt <laughs> to play the ball um, has caused some heated debate on Twitter. Uh, of course. With all three Oxford fans. All three of them, yeah. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll touch on that and give our own opinions. But... If you can pop in the comments, uh, David Green has said 27 minutes in and not a mention of a red card. Well, here you have it. If you want to... We have an agenda, David. We have an agenda. We do. We do. We have an agenda. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to just put in one word, red or not red, uh, pop it in the comment. And yeah, no elaboration. No elaboration. Just red or no. No elaboration. We, we can't. We don't have that. We can't read. Then can't come up with elaborations at the moment. There's yeah, twenty. We've not got time for it. My brain is all over the place. <laughs> um, Trafford incident. What do we think? Was it a red card? Was it sending off? Should he be on the pitch? Let us know your thoughts. Um, Dan Sumner has said orange. I could imagine there would be one person. Of course um, it is. Of course. It is. <laughs> 
Let's see. So Finley has said not a red. Stephen has said red. Uh, David Green has said red. Chris has said not a red. Phil has said red. Uh, Chris Convery has said it was a blatant red. Um, everyone at the game said red, according to Chris Dawson. Uh, I think that's everyone. So pretty split opinion. So we'll we'll, we'll bring it to the panel. <laughs> Um, said red, you're an absolute fan. <laughs> <laughs> Ange, what were your thoughts on it? What What did you think? Uh, so I, I almost projectile vomited all over my living room when that happened because you see you you see it on the screen and you're like, do you need to replay it? You're begging for a replay because what 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 was that? What just happened? What's he doing? What's he thinking? He's just salmon flopped in front of. He could have got kicked in the head for one. Um, I did. I did salmon think the worst. I don't know. Whatever we did, seven I don't know. WWF, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I feared. I feared the worst, and I think on the group chat we all had a bit of a meltdown, didn't we? When that happened, it was um, twitchy. I, I was. I was a. I was a wreck. But the ref was so sure of his decision. It was straight over, straight. Yet there was no thinking. He knew exactly what he wanted to give him. Um, I, I don't even know because there's so much debate over the letter of the law in that situation with the covering defender and the ball heading away from goal or whatever that I've had quite a few debates this weekend over whether I thought on instinct it was a red but then you could argue it was only a yellow sorry that was rubbish <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, you can see it's a fence over my right shoulder I can just say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, I, I mentioned earlier about I follow, and, and it's hard, isn't it, to kind of uh, form an opinion. And the, the few people that do know that when yesterday have always said they've all said red. So I mean, it must have been must have been a red. I mean, I, the way I looked at it was he was going away from goal when the when the ball was in play. It wasn't going directly towards the goal. The ball was heading more towards like the. The edge Barnerish. type of area, um, and also MJ was either in line or behind the keeper Trafford when he when he made the challenge. So maybe that was in his thought process. It's one of them. I mean, if it's against us, you you're screaming for a red, aren't you? And it is what it is. It's, it's kind of gone now, hasn't it? And we've it's had a bit of a bit of luck for once when it comes to these type of decisions. I think the I think the Oxford. I fence you, Andrew, over there. Just Josh. Like, I can't remember the Oxford player's name, but I don't think it helped that he did like a 40-foot flip in the air either. I think that he looked like he'd been hit by a car. It was that yeah. like over the top that my heart was like out of my chest. And to fairness to Trafford, he, he often does that, doesn't he? And there's, there's only been a couple of occasions this season where he's balls up, and I think that one... I couldn't <laughs> Yeah. He's done it a lot this 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 and last season, and he tends to read, read the play pretty well in fairness to him. He absolutely does. Uh, it's not. It's not often you see him, you know, put up a blunder. Um, but yeah, uh, one that has also split opinion in the chat as well. Uh, lots coming in, so, so thank you all for that. Um, we'll leave that one where it is, so so, so our viewership doesn't fall off a cliff. Um, but Dan and Mundaloo was another player I wanted to touch on. And what did you make of his performance? That your house one, Ben. 
You must, you must have always been in 2023. So, he must have always been Bendos. Um, Bendos. So, I, I, you know what? I thought he was, he was steady and he, and he worked hard. I don't think he was as good as he was when he came on against Cambridge. But I don't know if that's just because, obviously, you knew he only had whatever it was left yeah. to, to make an impact to make an impact on the Monday. Um, I still thought he held up play really well. I think he kind of, I think he helped Dion do his job. Um, I like him. I think he's got promise. I I hope he's someone that we do look to sign in the summer. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling a bit with him, to be honest with you, Ben. Um, he's, he's not, has he had many chances? Probably not. Has he been unlucky? Probably, yeah. Is he doing enough? Probably not. I don't think he's impacting when he's on the pitch. I don't think he's making a, a, as much of an impact in that final third as he probably should. It, it, you know, when he, when he's dropping deep and like Anton holding the ball up, bringing midfields into play, doing all the dirty stuff, he looks he looks decent. It looks like he, he, he can play a bit, but he's he's struggling in front of goal, isn't he? He's not really having many clear cut opportunities. I think that might be a little bit of confidence as well. Maybe a goal would do him good, and maybe he could go on a bit of a run. Um, but looking at his his um, looking at his record, he isn't he isn't the most prolific of goal scorers. So, yeah, I think his performance was okay, but I don't think he did enough again to keep his place on um, on Tuesday. So then, yeah. do you think? Is, is that, you think... Sorry, sorry, Andy, over your right shoulder, that person very very tall. Or are you are you living in a bungalow there? Because somebody just popped up past your window then. I was going to elaborate on what I thought about Mundaloo and then the fucking house phone rang. <laughs> and, then, and then I thought we'd just got over it when Colin finished saying what he thought and then someone pops their head over my shoulder in the window. Yeah. I missed yeah. the man at the window. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's very, either someone's like 10 and a half foot tall or... <laughs> It's it's a bungalow. Yeah. Um, nobody else um, probably noticed that, but I, I can. I have no idea what we're talking about now. What's what what's going on? I was saying about, I was saying about Dan, and and I don't think he did enough yesterday, and I think he's kind of struggling a little bit personally. So Dan and Mundelu, I'll give you my thoughts now. The house. Go on, Benjamin. Um, I, I think he's making the the loan to buy option that we were presented with more uh, worth exploring more every week whether that's at a stage yet whether it's worth doing is a different story but i think Everett will be keeping a close eye on him both on the training ground and on the pitch to see how he how he how he gets on um and i think it'll be a tough decision come the end of the season as to whether that potential, you know, allocation of wage budget is given to John Daddy Budvarsson or Dan and Lundaloo. If it was, um, key, if it was to pick one, no, it wouldn't even be a thought. It wouldn't even be a thought process. It's John Daddy Budvarsson all day long and twice on Sunday. Absolutely, the the lad needs to go on a run before the end of the season to secure a move here. If he doesn't, he won't be coming back. Do you think there's? scope for perhaps another loan move uh, i think he still has a year or two left on his contract at southampton possibly um, yeah possibly so 
that that may be worth exploring. Um, but again, it depends on what division we're in again, Ben, doesn't it? I'd be confident with Bob Varson because he's done it before. He played at international level to step up at ch to the championship and perform. Obviously not score as many goals as he, as he has done whilst he's been fit with us. But I wouldn't be as confident with Dan unless he proves prove us all wrong before now and the end of the season because he's just not cut it yet. Unfortunately. Yes, we can do that. Can we do that That poll that Liam's just suggested? We can indeed, Liam. I will pull it up on screen for you. Liam has said, can we have a quick poll here? If there was an option of Lundaloo or Big Vic, who would you prefer to retain? Bearing in mind that Vic costs half a million pounds. So get your answers in on uh, Lundaloo or Big Vic. Who would you prefer to retain? Uh, obviously, bearing in mind that Victor costs half a million pounds. What was your thoughts they, on that? They both, they both signed at the same time, didn't they? They've both been injured. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, both picked up injuries. But someone, one of them has scored two goals, the other one scored not. I think Vic may have played one or two games extra. I'm not sure on that, though. Fair enough, but he's scoring, isn't he? He's, influ he's influencing the games more, isn't he, when he's playing more so than I think personally. Than, than, than I'm not Dan. convinced on that. I'm not convinced on that. I've not seen... Uh, I'm struggling a bit with Vic, to be honest. Considering what he was like with the record he came with from Burton, I expected more, but... I think I'm more disappointed in him because of his, because of what we came to us with. We we had nothing for Dan for Dan really. Yeah, you know what I think might be a problem with our strikers. I think all three of them, Dion, uh, Dan, and Vic, they've all start been starting games this season for their respective clubs. Ignoring the fact that all three of them play for us now, if you think about them as individuals, where they've been at the start of the season. They were all three were starters, weren't they, as forwards? They all knew they were going to play and they all knew they were going to score goals. Whereas now, Dion's the only one who's a, a guaranteed starter. And the other two don't know whether they're going to be playing or not. And that's obviously might be affecting them when they're on the pitch because obviously they know that they might, if they don't take the chance, they, then they're not going to get a run of, run of the games. You get, does that make sense? Because That's absolutely right. And it's an issue we found with Dempsey that Everett explored uh, earlier on when he found his form. Uh, Everett said that Dempsey had been trying too hard to make an impact. Um, and that was, you know, impacting his game. And he just needed to relax that little bit. And the same could be said for, for both Dan and Vic. You know, coming in from, especially with Victor coming in from a club, I think, where is it, 14 or 13 goals this season? To, to come with, you know, huge expectations have been put on his shoulders and, and you know, not everyone can, can live up to that, especially not so soon after signing. So I think his his story will unfold perhaps we, a little more in, in, in at the start of next season. Did we all have high... I, I didn't have high expectations on on Vic, to be honest. I, personally, I wasn't expecting him to come in and start scoring straight away. I don't know whether anybody else in the chat can... I think coming yeah. from a certain side and managing to find the back of the net 13 times, there was I was expecting him to I was yeah. expecting him to come in and, and contribute to goals bigger than what he has yeah. done. But then he but then it's a different we play a different game to Burn, don't we? Exactly, I, yeah. I, I do worry about him playing on Tuesday against Burn. I do worry that would knock his confidence even more if he doesn't score against his old club. I don't know. The whole psychology of football for strikers is massive, isn't it? Yeah, it's, huge. It's a, I, I, I just, I don't know. 
I don't know if it, I don't know if he that pressure is too much. I don't know. And he's if he's dropping, not... if he's dropping to Dion or Dan inside the six yard box, sorry, not Dion, Victor or Dan inside the six yard box, who do you want it to drop to? Against Burn. Currently, I'd probably say Victor, but I haven't actually seen that much of Dan in the six yard box. I've seen him floating around outside the box, but but that is really it. Um, it's a tough one. I think both have their uses and both are perhaps suited to different games. Um, it's hard, isn't it? It's a bit of a conundrum, isn't it, really, at the moment, this, but good problems to have. I'd rather have these problems and not unlike our defence. Absolutely. Yeah, it's always nice to have too many options rather than not enough. You're for again. You know what I think that might be? It's if you got any family members on who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> you might be poor friends. Anyway, we've got a game in hand on still some on some of the teams around us. Uh we're still in a, a very, very good position for the playoffs. Obviously, Colin, you mentioned before, perhaps Oxford being the biggest three points of the season so far. And I think if yeah. Burton comes around and we get three points. I think that phrase will be used again. Yeah, um, what are you expecting uh, from a pretty physical, nasty Burton side? I remember that last time we went there away from home, our uh, suffering uh, of set pieces was more apparent than ever. But what are you expecting, Colin? I lost you there. I don't know, but <laughs> I had you. No, I had you. I know your question, so I can answer. <laughs> what are we expecting? Yeah, what are you expecting from Tuesday? I, 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 I don't like it when you ask this question, Ben, to be honest with you. It's, it's a difficult question to ask, isn't it? That's why um, What am I expecting? I'm expecting a shit pitch. I'm expecting a physical battle, and I'm kind of expecting us to get beat, to be honest. Which I know is not going to go down well because I, I just think without Rico playing the centre half and they're just going to every every opportunity is going to put it into the box, aren't they? And we're we're going to struggle in the air against them unless we score early and get them chasing again. We score early; it's a different game because they have to come at us, don't they? And we will there'll be spacing behind and stuff like that, which is obviously what we want. But if we don't score early, we'll probably get beat. That's what I'm expecting. Ange, what are your thoughts heading into, uh, as Colin said, a pretty tough game? Burton away is one of my most loathed fixtures. I hate Burton away. We don't play well there. The pitch is tiny. Um, they're very physical. I am dreading Tuesday. <laughs> I'm dreading it. And I will be... It's probably why we're not... Oh, I've got a yeah, I will absolutely take one point from the. I will take it with a put a bow on it, and I will I will love it. I'll, I'll take that point happily. Indeed, uh, I'm going to follow suit and agree with you all. Uh, I think if you offer me a point now, I would snatch your hand off. Um, you know, it's it, points on the board are, are incredibly important, uh, and I think. Burton is not going to be a, an easy ride by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I think Rico's loss will be very, very noticeable. Um, 
Dan Summer has put a comment on saying bungalows and house phones. Oh, and match winner merchandise. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> It is, uh, it's a game. I should have, should have called this episode the step back in time or, or something similar. It's uh, a trip down memory. That's what Just the, the 1997. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> were you born then, Ben? What year were you born? 2002. <laughs> 2002. Anyway. That's why he's got, got sideburns like that. I'll leave his side for I'm just, just going to, we'll, we'll just wrap it up here, folks. Anyway, what I wanted to say is as the top teams sort of drop points, which is, is seemingly quite regular at the, at the business end of the season, Sheffield Wednesday are going through a bit of a, a nightmare on a form, which considering that mm. you know, 20-something game, Unbeaten run, it is quite astonishing, really. Um, but numerous teams, Peterborough, Portsmouth, Wickham, all seemingly come unstuck uh, against teams of what some would argue lesser opposition. Obviously, we've established before that League One is a, a very unforgiving league and anyone can beat anyone on their day. But but does it provide confidence and belief and perhaps some reassurance to you all that... Um, we seemingly still picking up points quite consistently at this stage of the season. Does that does that fill you with confidence heading into the the business end of the season towards the playoffs? Was it? What does that mean to you? And what are your thoughts on it, Colin? We'll go to you. Go to you first. Um, I'll go a bit after that uh, final against Plymouth. I was a bit worried that um, we were going to go into the, the run of fixtures a little bit um, after the Lord's Mercy show and all that type of shenanigans. But I think it's just highlights to us the mental strength and what Ian Evans managed to create within the squad that we're able to go to these 10 pot teams and pick up plenty of points. Um, so I think. Yeah, it's, it installs a huge amount of confidence. The thing is, what we need to do is we need to continue that now, don't we, for the remainder of the last five games, I think, what's left. Because you need to go into the playoffs on a run. Because if you don't, then you've... it's Well, I'm going to use another word then, but you've, you've, you've no chance, really. Um, the form teams tend to be the ones that, that progress as far as, you know, as the, mo the most in the playoffs. So we just need to keep going. And I just hope and pray even as an atheist, that Rico Santos is back before the end of the season because he's such an important, uh, he's such an important integral player for us. And um, with, with Mbete being injured as well, and I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, and I know he's the new Kachunga and he's the new scapegoat and whatnot, but he was a centre-half that we needed. And the fact that he's now out for the rest of the season is an absolute nightmare, to be honest. Um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm struggling a little bit, and I'm trying not to think about it. To be honest, the only thing about Burton on Tuesday is obviously they won against Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday, didn't they? Um, which effectively means that they've stayed up and they're going to finish in mid-table. So hopefully that could be a benefit to us, and hopefully that they might not be able to keep them standards that they kept against Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend. Very fair points. And what about you? What are you expecting? What What are your sort of feelings heading into this business end of the season? Does it is it giving you confidence that actually we're still managing to pick up points where 
other teams are, are seemingly dropping them. If I'm honest, I'm just singing the heartbeat thing <laughs> in my head. Listen to chat. Did it, did it, did did it, did it, did it. Do you even remember heartbeat? And... Do you remember heartbeat, Ben? Oh, he doesn't remember heartbeat. He remember heartbeat, does he? Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So absolutely, it's a massive positive thing and it's got to be a psychological boost to our lads that they're still picking up points after that massive win at Lembley. When other teams around them are starting to feel the pressure and fall apart, we're not doing that. We've just got to keep doing it. Every every match is a cup final, isn't it? I think you get it. By any means. When like it by any said, means necessary. You've got to give credit to Everton and his staff, though, with that because I think that's why the players are able to mentally... Especially with having a depleted side as well, and having your captain out and stuff, um, still get over the line. It's very, it's impressive. Especially if we go to Burton on Tuesday and get somewhere, um, we can start to believe that we'll probably be in the mix come come the end of, of April. Absolutely, and and that's a fantastic point to I think wrap up today's episode on. Um, no, no, they're the one about no, you're the one about bullseye. You know what bullseye is, don't you, Ben? No. Oh my god! Challenge TV every now and then. You're all well too old, I'm afraid. <laughs> you're those. You're well too young. That's what it is. <laughs> oh god. Christ. Ben will never know what it's like for a contestant to win a speedboat who lives in um, somewhere landlocked, like. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> afraid not. That's uh, all way above my head. Um, Liam, I'm not watching in the night garden, and I'm that now. Uh, <laughs> that 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 <laughs> program that program is crazy. Someone was on serious drugs when they came up with that program. Just they all watch that, Colin, because it's awful. He doesn't, he doesn't actually like it. Oh, yeah, you know what he's talking about though. He doesn't. He's not a fan of it. He just <laughs> off when it's off. Good. Anyway, we are going to wrap up today's episode. That is all we have time for. Uh, final notes, if you want to get your hands on some lovely gin, then head over to the Bolton Gin Company. You can get yourself a lovely 10% discount if you use the code FANZONE10. So that's FANZONE, all in capital letters, and 10. Get yourself 10% off. And we, as we always... Could, because, sorry, because we've got an alcohol kind of partnership, and I'm always drinking beer, probably, most nine times out of ten, when we talk about wine and stuff, we could do with like a, another partner, like a, maybe a tea and biscuits type partner, trying to kind of balance out a little bit. What do you reckon? Can we try and does anybody know anybody who does that type of thing? What do you reckon? Bolton Biscuit Company or something? Is there is that sort of thing <laughs> exists? I'll take a cow's pasta. We're trying to balance out a little bit with the alcohol and the, a, a business the, the, the Bolton Biscuit Company. There you are. Um, That's an idea. Yeah, we're, we're, I can't keep reading the chat otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> you have been on absolute form tonight, you lot in the chat. It's been great to try and concentrate on this and that. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I'm 35 and I play FIFA, not 45. And on that note, thank you all for joining us. We do appreciate it. Take care. You can watch the podcasts. You can catch up on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, wherever your chosen place for podcasts is. You'll find us there. Take care, and we will catch you in the next one. See Give you us later. a like.
See you in a bit.